Welcome to Chasing Compliance, where we discuss all aspects of medical device and pharmaceutical regulatory and clinical strategy from bench to bedside. Global has some exciting news to share. We're starting a blog. This blog will be available on our website with new topics posted at least bi-monthly. To help me introduce the blog, we have on two previous guests, Sarah Shaw, a clinical trial manager in our clinical operations division, and Rebecca Lynch, our resident generics expert in our chemistry manufacturing controls or CMC group, who actually was heavily involved with getting the blog off the ground. We're gonna be marrying a lot of different areas that are key components within research. And so commonly folks are going to many different resources to find these answers, to find opinions or views or strategies from professionals in those fields. And I feel like this blog really brings many different lenses, many uh, expertise all into one area to kind of build off of each other. I think we have a, a potential role to play in, I guess, increasing collaboration and understanding between larger disciplines in healthcare. The blog will cover various topics in the area of CMC, US, EU, and international regulatory strategy, clinical operations, clinical writing, and general scientific research. The goal of the blog is to provide a forum for Global's subject matter experts to share their experience, address challenging topics, provide new insight, and contribute to the collective body of knowledge within the area. We hope that this blog will become a useful resource for those involved in regulatory affairs, drug development, scientific research, and healthcare in general. Of course, access to the blog is free. Without further ado, let's talk with Rebecca and Sarah. Rebecca and Sarah, thank you so much for coming back on Chasing Compliance to help me share the exciting news about this blog. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jamie. Looking forward to chatting today. I'm curious, Rebecca, why did you want to get the blog going? Why were you passionate about starting something of this nature? I think for me, it's it's uh, it, it has to do with one of the reasons that I that I wanted to join Global. Um, I've been here for almost a year now, and I was really attracted to this company because of the very wide range of expertise that they have here. So for a little context, I come from the generic drug side and um, small molecule. And uh, most of the pharma companies that I've been with are, they're pretty focused. You know, they might do solid oral dosage forms like tablets or sterile injectables, parenterals, either a small molecule or large, but I have not run across a lot of companies that do all of the above and we do have all those areas and you know all their various component parts that make up those those high level topics and we also have devices so um I think to me with with the diversity of the background that we have here it it really kind of made sense to start consolidating some of some of the knowledge here into kind of an archivable resource, you know, like like I see the podcast as as being that way. And the blog can be nice um, too, because sometimes, you know, I know that I don't always have time to maybe listen to a full audio broadcast, but I can look at some articles and scan them quickly and see if there's something, you know, there that I want to look into a little bit further. So so I think that was probably the the driving force for me was was just um kind of celebrating the diversity here. Well, that's great. Can you provide 
a little bit more information about what the blog is, the characteristics, how often is it coming out, what type of content is going to be out there, how long are these going to be, that type of thing? Sure. Yeah. Right now, I think we're targeting a couple times a month uh, for us to get started and that that is not necessarily cast in stone. I think we'll we'll kind of see how it goes. And but overall, I think our our core subject matter would be just related to everything that we do here. Um, you know, drug development topics, biologics, vaccines, devices, um, and you know all the all the various types of work and studies that that go into those. One. One goal to me that is is meaningful um, about the blog and and uh, what I'm looking forward to is bringing out aspects of the CMC side of the industry, the um, chemistry, manufacturing, and controls. As I've talked with various colleagues, we've we've commented that you know if you turn on the news media or look around on the internet, a lot of times you know what you're seeing are um, people talking about clinical studies and patient results that, that really get the focus. And that's, yeah, that's completely understandable. You know, we want to know what the drug does in the patient. That's the whole point. And so those topics will, you know, definitely be a big part of the blog offerings. But we'd also kind of like to educate readers about some of that background work that might not get as much public facing to have to have a product to treat a patient with in a clinical study you got to have the product. And so there's a lot that goes on before that point. Um, someone has to come up with a product, the ingredients, process for manufacturing it, analytical methods to test it, stable is it, how pure is it? And that's all, um, you know, those are all uh, parts of what the CMC groups do. So we're hoping to bring some of that to the forefront also. And and you're right, the outcomes of studies and clinical trials and you know, phase three, all those buzzwords get a lot of attention these days and people don't really understand how much time and effort it takes to develop drugs. And that's one of the reasons that they have a billion dollar price tag for development sometimes is because, you know, it's not just the one candidate in all the trials. They probably had to do a thousand up to that point. And even to get the drugs into the trials, there's a lot of pieces. There are a lot of steps that need to be completed before before that can even happen. And and from somebody from one side, like the clinical side, may not understand that. But there's also a lot of nuances to the clinical trials side that are often looked over and that maybe not may not be readily apparent to somebody working on the CMC side. And on that note, Sarah. What are you excited about as from a clinical perspective about the blog? Yeah, thanks, Jamie. I Playing to that diversity that Rebecca is speaking to and how unique global is, and that's true for clinical development side of global as well. I share the, the fondness um, that Rebecca was sharing, right, with global and talking about how diverse we are as a group but also built on quality. And I think what's going to be a great add to this blog as well is having a look at research for through a different lens. So like you were speaking about through that clinical operations, clinical development side, looking at strategies to roadblocks that are commonly seen, maybe things that uh, you'll see throughout a study, you know, looking at clinical development from bench to bedside from a clinical operations standpoint and really sharing knowledge within the 
profession with other folks. I, I'm excited for a lot of, again, a lot of the same reasons that you are. We have a lot of really bright people with really interesting backgrounds that are truly passionate about the, the spaces that they work in and that bring unique perspective and unique experiences. I've had a lot of fun doing the podcast, being able to dive into this with some people, um, but it's, it's going to be great for them to be able to write things. I'm excited on the medical device side to discuss regulations and regulatory strategy for medical device manufacturers as MDR approaches and as IVDR approaches. And there are constantly new guidances being issued and changes in the timeline for rollout for Udamed. And things are constantly evolving. And, and we're even seeing an evolution within MDD updates the way that they're viewed by notified bodies. You know, and having a forum to be able to discuss that's going to be really nice, short to the point, hey, this is what we're seeing. Um, this is what we think. And having the ability to to editorialize, if you will, a bit and describe a process, I think is really neat. I think there's people on the, the medical device side that are so experienced with working with notified bodies and generating regulatory submissions and coming up with regulatory strategy they have the ability to understand the nuance and, and be able to think outside of the box. And we really haven't up to this point had a great forum for sharing that um, information with people other than the podcast or white papers or that type of thing. But it's just, you know, this is meant to be kind of more extemporaneous and off the cuff than like a white paper is. So I think it, it's a neat forum and platform in that way. And Jamie, I just to add, build from there, I think you bring up a great point. We're going to be marrying a lot of different areas that are key components within research. And so commonly, folks are going to many different resources to find these answers, to find opinions or views or strategies from professionals in those fields. And I feel like this blog really brings many different lenses, many uh, expertise all into one area to kind of build off of each other to talk about inner workings of the departments and cross-functional strategies, which I think will be another unique piece to this blog as well. I would, I would agree with that too. I, I was, as you were both talking, I was, I was thinking that, you know, I, I have been thinking of this primarily as a, you know, a resource for readers outside the company. But, you know, another thing that I really like about Global is that they really try to promote interactions between the departments as much as as much as possible and and sometimes we still kind of end up you know just really spending a lot of time in our own area of a specialty and you know we know these other groups are out there and that they're doing work and we interact occasionally but I think this will be another this blog will be another way to kind of facilitate just giving it a quick check and saying, you know, oh, Sarah posted an article. Let me see, you know, what that's about. And I can get a little update on, you know, what they're, what they're working on and what they're looking at. You know, leads me to another question. What, what do you want readers to get out of the blog? Um, I think, I think my goal would be primarily education. Of course, global is a business and, you know, we need to keep bringing in clients, bringing in projects. So, so, we hope the blog will function as a marketing tool and get people interested in us. But the company itself, to me, really has a focus on education. I was I was really pleasantly surprised when I when I joined the company that at, at the amount of support we get from management in um, thinking about and defining areas of interest 
to us, you know, within within uh, the range of our jobs and what we don't know, but would like to learn. And, you know, we're actually encouraged to spend time on it and management is interested in it. And they try to facilitate, you know, giving us projects in those areas when they can. So I think that this this approach, the philosophy of global in this, in this regard, it fosters a lot of curiosity and that leads to learning. And so I think um, the blog can be a, a really good educational tool in that sense. I'd agree with you, Rebecca, as far as from the clinical perspective of things. I think this will be a great tool to share what capabilities the clinical operations or clinical development group has within global, but even a step further to really provide some knowledge or sharing knowledge across groups or um, even within the same profession to share things that we are commonly facing and seeing within studies. And I think that that's a really, a really great benefit to this blog as well is to share that because the more that we share within the research space and in clinical operations, the more we can streamline, even across companies, kind of working together to continue to make the process more efficient while still remaining in compliance with the applicable regulations and guidance there. But I'm really looking forward to really sharing that knowledge within this clinical operations space and really excited to see how that um, continues to develop with all the expertise that is here within global. Yeah, definitely, and that's that's um that's one thing I was I was kind of thinking about. I think we have a, a potential role to play in I guess increasing collaboration and understanding between larger disciplines in healthcare. So, as an example, I um. You know, when you're in when you're in an industry long enough, you 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 know get opportunities to work with some really great people who 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 are inspirational to you. And you you at least for me, I've I've carried some of the experience you know forward into later later jobs and and projects. And um, a few companies ago, uh, I worked with a clinical study manager who had moved into industry um, after he had spent you know about twenty years in hospital pharmacy. And one thing that he mentioned, and and I've also heard this um, occasionally, like, you know, if I just go to the doctor and I, you know, you're chit-chatting about, you know, what do you do for a living? And it sounds like a lot of medical practitioners don't necessarily get a lot of background in school in drug development. And so it, it's completely understandable. They, they don't want to be in school forever. And, you know, not every program can cover every aspect. So so in a sense, I think we've developed into separate fields. There's some overlap, but I think I see pharmaceutical scientists as really needing to work in partnership with the practitioners who are out there, you know, treating patients and studying disease. So I am hoping the blog can be a resource to fill in kind of that that missing piece with some of those folks, physicians, you know, pharmacists, nurses, even um, you know, maybe university faculty, students and um, researchers and, you know, like health nonprofits, um, healthcare NGOs. So I, I, I hope that, that that's uh, something we can grow into. I think that's important to note here, Rebecca, you know, thinking clinical operations standpoint and working with the sites and having that relationship is really a key piece of what we do too. And so continuing to have those communications to kind of share our knowledge from our perspective and to have them kind of look at what we're doing and, and bridge that gap there, I think is so key. And I think, 
it'll also really improve our operations and efficiencies as well within the clinical spaces, running trials and, and uh, mitigating challenges as well. Exactly. Yep. Totally agree. It's not a zero sum game. We're all kind of in this together and we really have that attitude at global. We're definitely willing. There's the secret sauce at global is, is the people and the culture and the attitude it's not some secret formula or document or template that we have hidden. That's not what makes us special. And so if we have any information to share, I think that we absolutely should um, it, to help other people that are struggling with the same problems. Personally, I'm hoping that I've talked with people all the time on the, the medical device side who are struggling with, they have to do one, um, you know, one CER a year or one PSUR a year or something. And, and they're struggling with learning all of the pieces. And there's a little fragment of, of, of information that they're missing or a, a, some context that they're missing. And I'm hoping that people can look to this as a resource for filling in some of those gaps. It's amazing out there how little information there is on how to successfully work in either CMC clinical operations and development, clinical writing, medical device writing, medical device development, that type of thing. There's there's not a ton of information out there. A lot of things are behind paywalls or you got to, you know, give them your email and all kinds of stuff to get like a little white paper. And I just, I yep. just don't, I don't agree. I, you know, I don't think any of us here necessarily agree with that. I mean, I know that we do build trainings for people and we, we're hoping to offer trainings online um, in the next few months, but there's a lot of other information that we, we would love to get out there. I hope that people can get some fresh perspective on their individual struggles and, or it helps them find, you know, put a couple of pieces together or just is a gee whiz type of, of, Hey, that's, that's neat. I know I've seen some of the blogs that we have or we're planning on releasing over the next few months. And some of the topics are just incredibly cool, seem to be really interesting. And the nice part is you can expect that this isn't going to be, it's not going to be a textbook. It's not going to be a six page article in, in the New England Journal of Medicine. It's going to be to the point, concise and interesting. You know, I, I'm looking forward to personally, absolutely to reading some of these topics. On that note, Rebecca, are there any particular blog posts or topic areas that you're interested in that are going to be coming out soon? Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, thinking towards what you were just saying about, you know, accessibility of information and ease of getting to it. You know, uh, one thing that has struck me that, you know, maybe one of the few good things to come out of the COVID pandemic is just watching scientists globally um, working together toward a shared goal, you know, last year of, of um, you know, sequencing the virus and then getting the um, the vaccine in place. And so I think that we, we have really, you know, touched into a potential area of, of collaboration here. And I hope, I hope it I hope it sticks around. There's always, you know, the business aspect and, and you have to think about competition and such, but it's um the it's just shown I think what we can do when everybody has those pieces they need and they're freely able to communicate with each other. 
And um, so I, even along those same lines, you know, about some posts that are coming up, I think um, uh, we have a couple uh, on technology topics like um, artificial intelligence in healthcare. We're all pretty excited about um, seeing that post. Uh, it's in process now, but, you know, we have a huge range of even technology that we could talk about. You know, we're, um, we're looked at, so many people are wearing the wearable devices now and we hear about uh, personalized medicine coming up even getting back to covid we've been using telehealth a lot more you know so those are all topics that i think should be discussed how are they working how could they be better should we keep doing this and when should we do it when does it apply and um you know remote work is another one you know global is has really been a pioneer um in that area right from the beginning so i think those will be some fun topics yeah, so playing off of what you were saying, Rebecca, and talking about the current landscape given the pandemic, we touched on this a little bit in a previous podcast that we did, Jamie, actually, just talking about the shifting landscape and adapting to those changes from a clinical perspective. And I think that that'll be something that we will visit through some of the topics from the clinical development and clinical operations side of things. I think about the collaboration with the sites now is super key, being able to talk to the sites. And we talked to Carrie and she shared some of the strategies and ideas that she saw from a site perspective. And I hope that we can kind of tie all those pieces together and give some strategies, key clinical strategies, you know, study design thoughts and ideas given the landscape and just in general within clinical development and and operations, talking about compliance and how integral that is within all of these pieces. And then, you know, to talk and to add on that, the inspection readiness piece, right? Making sure that you're thinking about that from the beginning, from the start, that's a conversation you're having cross-functionally, being on the same page with all integral folks. And then really the communication strategies surrounding all of this, which kind of ties everything together, I think is going to be really key and hoping to really touch on a lot of these topics within the blog posts will be really exciting to share and to piggyback off of some of the information that the other areas within the blog will touch on. Yeah, Sarah, I think you you bring up some really good points and we're kind of getting back to the theme of diversity of expertise and diversity of areas of um, understanding and even areas of operations, for lack of a better term. So, you know, we have we can literally take some type of drug or device from concept to market um, and every step in between there. And it's it's rare to find all of that in one place, all of the expertise necessary to complete that in one place. Uh, and from not only a strategy side, but from a writing side as well. So we can write and do strategy. I mean, we could, if somebody had a good idea, we just make, <laughs> we could just be a pharmaceutical company at this point. <laughs> but um, no, but that's, and so in another area that we're getting into, that's interesting is the technology side of, of all of this, where we're currently building systems and products and services to help expedite regulatory submission development and the the categorizing and analysis of information. So that's just a whole nother layer. And one thing that I'm personally really interested in is 
what they call the fourth industrial revolution. That's what you hear the internet of things and cloud computing, self-driving cars, that type of thing is, is considered to be part of the fourth industrial revolution. A lot of the research and regulatory space is still in the third industrial revolution. And there are, there are ways that technology can be applied to what we do every day to make our lives better. And I know that we have a couple of blogs coming out that are focusing on that. And I'm, I'm really excited to look at that. It's again, it's, it's, and it's only possible because we have decades of experience in the area and really understand the nuances and can think about how to, to tweak the system. Well, Rebecca and Sarah, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your thoughts on the blog. I'm very excited for it to start. Rebecca, when is the first post coming out? Uh, we're targeting early April. Fantastic. Great. Um, and where will they be able to find it? Uh, it will be on Global's website. We have an education tab and same kind of general area of the website where the podcasts are. So those uh, the, those posts will be showing up there. And then we're also working on some little promotional kind of blurbs and graphics that we'll, we'll put onto Global's LinkedIn feed. And we'll be sharing with, you know, our connections on LinkedIn to kind of get the word out. So folks who are interested can also take a look on LinkedIn if they don't want to try to find where our site is. So it, it should be pretty easily accessible. Great. Great, great, great. Cool. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chasing Compliance. If you have any further questions regarding topics we discussed on today's show, please don't hesitate to reach out to us directly through email at info at globalrwc.com or by visiting our website at www.globalrwc.com. There you can find show notes, links to other podcasts, white papers, tools for regulatory and clinical strategy, and more information regarding our approach to solving a variety of regulatory and clinical challenges. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, leave a review, or share this with your colleagues. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app you are listening on, or leave us a comment directly on our website. We read each and every comment and review, and it helps us improve the show. So don't be shy, but don't be mean. Thank you, and we wish you continued compliance.